Hello, welcome to Shared Experience 101. Uh, my name is Himanshu. Nasha. And I'm Liu. So today's topic will be a topic of change. And we chose this topic because it was a very prevalent topic during the last years that we hung out together and had this um, podcast idea. So let's see where the change leads us. Yeah, and I think over the last years we talked a lot about how quickly one can change. People often hold themselves back from changing, even though those changes are good for them. And what influences, right? Like Because we are three different individuals mm -hmm. and we approach change in a very different ways. Yeah, so why do people often resist change, even when it might may be beneficial to them? I think resistance is in some way always good. In, in the beginning, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. that means that the things that we are trying to change was kind of working till now mm -hmm. in some way, because otherwise there would be not resistance, right? Like if you, if you're looking at the human beings, it's always like this when we are uh, in too much pain and if, or in too much frustration, then the change is very easy. So when we ah. come to the bottom, let's say, right, mm -hmm. yeah. then the change is like you, you have no resistance. But if you are still benefit something out of the old or something that you're trying to change, if there is still some gains that you're having, then the resistance is there. Yes, but at the same time, I think the security of doing the same thing over and over again and not having something new is also something that holds people back, I assume, from changing so it's not just about getting to the bottom and to the maximum suffering that, that enables them to change but also not just something else that they are getting but just comfort of doing the same thing again and again uh, not necessarily it get, they're getting something else out of it but just this comfort itself could be something that so in a sense it's effortless not to change yeah mm. but I also think that they are afraid that the new or the change is worse than the, the situation they are in right now right? So mm -hmm. i think this might keep them um, in, in the sense it now it's good enough why should i yeah, risk but, to change yeah, and they wouldn't know if it's better or not the change mm. so it's a fear of unknown i think so yeah um, i mean there, there are definitely multiple factors but i think this is also uh, one of the one resistance of them, yeah. uh, but I think the other one that we should not forget, it's about this, um, what we were talking about is that if you're lacking an experience of something, what you are yeah, saying, yeah. so it's unknown, mm -hmm. right? Like you are changing something that it's comfortable, that it's known, that it's, you know, your habit, it's, it's a safe place, it's a comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And you don't know if this change will improve that comfort zone mm -hmm. or will just destabilize it. If you are able to experience the experience before you experience it in your mind, so mm -hmm. that you can really imagine mm -hmm. what kind of influence this change will have on you, and we come to this beneficial part of the change. Mm -hmm. If you really are able to experience these benefits before you're implement, implementing, implementing the change, I think then the resistance is less. But if you're not able to really formulate the idea how this change is influencing you or what will be the outcome of the effort that you have to put that the change is going into mm. the development. Yeah. But I also think that uh, you know another factor which goes along with what you're saying is uh, you can have that 
you can have imagined what the change would lead to and you know how that could be helpful for you mm. uh, but if the environment does not reinforce that so if there is no safety in the environment for you mm. to experience uh, what it would be like uh, maybe in the imagination yes but you know in reality it, it holds you back from uh, making a change I think that could also create internal resistance because then you will not be able to adapt into the new environment with this change that you're wanting to have I within mean, you but the resistance is there in the first place because it protects us mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on some unconscious level right and you're saying that if you're safe enough to risk it you know that you know that even if in the worst case scenario, you will still be okay if there, there is this feeling mm. in or your support. Or go back. You know, exactly. So that you feel safe enough to, you know, um, be unsafe mm -hmm. for some mm -hmm. moment yeah. or like go into unknown. Yeah. Then the resistance has no function anymore because you don't need the protection because yeah. you are safe anyway, right? Yeah. Like yeah. even in unsafe environment. Yeah. So this is how psychoanalysis sees the resistance now. Mm -hmm. Yes, but I was also thinking during the change, safety, what you're saying, but I was also thinking about after the change as well. So, uh, and not safety, but the environment. Uh, so, for example... Supportive. Supportive of the change. So, you know, for example, I want to... Uh, let's say I'm an alcoholic and I want to quit drinking. And this is a change I want to create in my life. And But at the same time, you know, people around me are drinking all the time. And they're not... And, you know... Then I think about how it would be, my life would be, uh, if I'm not drinking and if I could just focus it on how I will be feeling personally. Yes, that can help me, you know, to overcome a little bit because I will see how better it will be. But then, uh, you know, I go through that or I think about it and I start to think about the environment around me and I realize like, oh, but it's going to be so hard for me because I'm surrounded by people who are drinking all the time and this process of change will be very difficult then I have again resistance because what's the point of doing this anyways because I will go back to it. You have so much to lose, right? Yeah. But what mm. I really like is what Leo was talking about before. You remember the, the society, how the society is grouped in the visionary and the quick adapters. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you explain this again? Yeah, I mean, that would be the next question. The question is actually how can individuals in society overcome resistance to embrace transformative experiences? Uh -huh. Okay. So what I explained was, I don't know where I picked it up, but I, I picked it up somewhere in a video. So they said like there about two percent are visionaries, right? Like inventors and stuff like this. The next group of people are eighteen, so one eight or eighteen. Yeah. Eighteen percent who are early adopters who see you know some changes or some new things coming up and they adopt it immediately in their without lives. the resistance. Without right? resistance, right? Yeah. yeah. And then the next group is 40%, I don't know the name of them, but they need someone close who gives them real life experiences and uh, you know something more tangible and then they will be able to change. Supportive environment. Mm -hmm. And then there are 40%, the other 40% of people who are very hard to change, right? So how you, and they said, how you change societies, you focus on the 18%. Mm -hmm. So because they adopt. And then they start the process of change because they will influence then all the, the people they know, and then it, go, it spreads, you know. Exactly, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It's, it's then the web. But this, it's different if you focus on individuals. I think uh, you guys were, we had this part, I don't know, I don't know. and uh, it's different if you focus on single people, right? Because there you don't have this. 
Um, but I mean, we, we talked about this as well. It, it can be seen as a group thingy, yeah. as a society thingy, mm-hmm. but it can be also seen individually. Because I believe that there are things that um, I will be visionary about. Mm-hmm. There are things mm-hmm. that I will be able to adapt, um, mm-hmm. like early adapters yeah. or how you say. And then there, there are things that I go into the group of people who would not change at all, yeah. right? So I think also mm-hmm. individually, there are topics that are, you know, yeah. easy to <clears throat> implement the changing, yeah. and then yeah. there are to- topics that are really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there is a lot of resistance. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Even though both things would be good, beneficial to yourself, right? Yeah. The first time that I read John Dispenza, and he explains the change in the sense of the synapses in the brain, mm-hmm. or the way how our body is, you know, um, creating through the experience, perception, thoughts, emotions, uh, creates the synaptic network, right? Mm-hmm. So, and more that you're repeating one behavior or more that you're repeating one emotion or the way how you talk or whatever, like stronger this connection of the synapses are. When you are trying to implement the change, it means that you have to break those. Or create new ones, which is also then but, to reinforce the direction of the neurons through the new new pathways is harder because they have been used to going through the same pathways as before mm-hmm. yeah but the way how he would um explain the resistance mm. it's very biological for mm. him in some way he is calling it as an addiction if you increase the height of the stairs by a few millimeters <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people exactly. often some stumble yeah. because our bodies are so programmed to climb the same amount right it's 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 more externally that you can see it how our bodies get into a certain uh, way of doing certain things yeah so in mm-hmm. the way how he is uh, explaining this is the first step is that you have to be aware that okay this stair is two millimeters higher right yeah. and that you don't want to stumble so you come over your body actually mm. so yeah. if your body is the resistance part is something that is holding you back because you program it for such a long time mm. in a certain way that you your mind and your will has to now take a control and say no we are not listening to what you need right now yeah. um, but we are implementing the change mm. right and this would mean that every time for example, you come to that stair, you remind yourself that this stair is a bit higher than the others and, and then you consciously make a step yeah. and then over time, you don't have this process consciously happening and because then you, you come to the stair and you, exactly. exactly, then you reprogram mm-hmm. yourself. And, and I like to see this changes generally in the positive light, like yeah. we talked about, it's very, people, humans are very, can adapt to a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, even though things they wouldn't believe they would uh, just put them in this situation and they will just you know, adapt to their surroundings environment and live yeah. as it has been there forever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but this is what amazed me about human beings like all the time every time that i am uh, trying to change something or trying to learn something new or whatever you know and then you look at like the ability like we are endless possibility. Mm. If you change the belief about something, yeah. you change the whole thing. Like we, we were talking about the uh, allergies, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I can have a reaction of an allergy mm. and I can believe that the only thing that it will help me is to take the pill. Mm-hmm. But if I play around uh, this belief and I say like, okay, maybe I'm not, let's, I, I'm not really 
in favor of putting some chemicals inside of my body that mm. I don't actually know what they are, right? So, okay, my body is telling me that this is something that is harming me. I will just tell him that this is nothing that is harming me. Mm. I will change this belief that my body doesn't need to defend yeah. mm -hmm. itself towards the pollen or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, it took some time, but you know, like mm. I managed it once and the first time that I had this positive um, reaction that my body was listening to my mm. new belief, yeah. uh, it, then it got easier. Yeah. Like every time, next time that I was in the situation where I was suffering from the uh, allergy symptoms, mm. I, if I was in a good state to be mindful, I could just implement that. And then, of course, if it's, if I can do this with the allergies, what can I do with all the other beliefs that I'm having? You mm. know, like mm. then this mm. is what is amazing. Yeah. You know, we have so many possibilities if we are just open enough to be curious about the change, mm -hmm. right? But it comes with another thing, I think, in this, in this uh, uh, example that you have a lot of control over your... Um, it came with training, yeah. yeah. But that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. I think the first step where I am, for example, with the allergy is uh, for me to be aware <clears throat> Or I'm not able to influence it in that way as you mentioned that you know you. you I'm can't, still learning you as well. Yeah. yeah, but but I feel like uh, for me the awareness that the moment I'm not aware of the allergies, I don't experience the symptoms. Mm -hmm. right? And you know mm -hmm. this for me is is a is a process which I feel like it will take some time until I internalize this and then maybe I can get to the next step where I can control it as well. Like when I'm experiencing the allergy symptoms that I tell myself like or you know that I'm able to let's say talk to my body uh, and tell it that oh no you know this is uh, this is about my preoccupation or my occupation my mind's occupation with attention yeah with the, mm -hmm. with the symptoms and that's why my body is reacting to it as well and the moment I tell myself like well, I don't need it because you know it's fine uh, these are just substances in the air I mean but the pollen allergy and since we're talking about the resistance to change uh, and we all agree that you know we are able to change a lot of things and uh, that can be very empowering what holds us back from it from internalizing our ability to change mm -hmm. I thought to myself could it be and I'm not sure if this goes in any direction or not could it be that this power of changing things is overwhelming for human beings in some way okay i never thought about that i mean the thing is i don't know i can't are... come up with anything against yeah, it but yeah. i was just thinking could it be because because uh, for me i think this question is quite rather hard to answer because i, I feel like my resistance in general is way lower than other people's resistance to change mm. And I feel like it has been like this for pretty, I mean, longer time already. Yeah. Hard to imagine it otherwise. Yeah, yeah, because I didn't have that experience maybe, yeah. Yeah. But I believe that you have a point. Like mm -hmm. if I'm coming from my, and I am a person who, you know, needs a lot of process to change something. I'm yeah. not like you, right? Yeah. Like you get the information, you implement it. Yeah, right, yeah. Very easy. You are the 18%. Right, the quick adapters. <laughs> I am not like I'm probably more the third group. 
I'm still changing yeah. things, but I need a lot of support. And a lot but of I just want to correct you because we, we just agreed that you can't or you might not belong to any of the groups and it can change based on the topics. Exactly. So identifying with one group is maybe not very healthy I, I as know, well. I know, but yeah. in, in, in some yeah. like uh, majority of the cases, yeah. let's yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Okay. This can also be intimidating, this power that we can change things, right? If this is also one of the resistances to change, you know. Um, and I think in in my case, I remember this overwhelming feeling when you are realizing that you have options. Mm. That you know this is one way of how you can live your life. Mm. And then you are coming to the point where you realize, okay, I can change this. I can take the responsibility of my life and I can implement different things and like change whatever I want to change in my life great right empowering mm-hmm, right. but the next step for me was what the fuck do i want mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. So, ah, because there are too many options yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. so and mm-hmm. this was this resistance because then yeah, i was more. like okay i am i don't know like i was 30 years old yeah. with this realization i'm sitting there meditating and he's telling me like this person who is narrating the meditation now imagine you know like the perfect scenario or like yeah. So first I was imagining what I am changing, but mm. I want to get rid of it. And then I had to imagine the after change yeah. again, right? Yeah. And I was sitting there paralyzed mm. with fear because I had no idea what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know, like because for the 30 years of my life I never sit down and actually question what do I want? Mm. What would be good for me? And like like the whole identity and everything is then under question and that was a huge resistance because I, I was as i said i was paralyzed by all the possibilities that i have weirdly enough these many options limit you exactly right it paralyzed me. yeah right uh, but you think you are able to see in a way like okay i can do so many things it doesn't matter actually which way i choose mm. yeah all leads to But then we were talking about these differences that we are having, right? I'm a person who is like all in or all out. So I have to know all the answers right now or I don't know anything at all, right? So if I just have a vague feeling that maybe I know what I want, it won't be enough. Okay. Right? Like like I'm I'm learning. Mm -hmm. I'm learning to be more open about this. And I think I made some progress. I don't know. But, um, and thanks to you guys, right, that you gave me the different perspective on it. Thanks for just pointing at Liu for that. I mean, I am more, Liu gave me more on this particular topic. Thank you for making it worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just because we, we are a little bit more similar. Oh my God, he wants to. I get it, I'm just kidding. Okay. But uh, I, I think what I'm trying to say and what really paralyzed me is not the idea that I have so many options and yeah. that I have to choose one. It was this new concept that I'm thinking that before I was so locked and that's why maybe I understand majority of people why they are resisting the change so much mm-hmm. is because they don't even dare to sit down and say, I have options. This is not my only option, you know, because as soon as you sit down and say that there is many way, other ways yeah. to live your life or many other ways to connect with us yeah. or 
earn money or whatever yeah. you are talking about, right? If you don't, if you are stuck with one scenario mm-hmm. and you never question that scenario, then it's very hard when you do question that scenario. You realize that you have no idea who you are without that scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, that was paralyzing, paralyzing because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I decided that I don't want to live the life that I'm living as right now, but this was only the only thing yeah, I knew, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So where, where do I go from here? I see it in a very exciting way because mm-hmm. I feel like it makes it easier in a way of like, okay, I can choose whatever, it's okay. It's not like I have to choose this right one. It has less pressure, I feel like, for me personally. For me, it has less pressure. I mean, I wanted to say the yeah. same thing about yeah. you actually. And it's more like a, a abstract idea yeah. for us to think about. Could it be because you have the power to change, yeah. right? I, I think amongst the three of us, yeah. you are somebody who can implement the change at the fastest rate. Yeah. And could this have any link to what we were talking about yesterday in terms of your need to uh, keep busy, to, to change all the time something? Uh, and you know, which starts from the handle, which was broken yeah. slightly, which occupies you more. And uh, you know, Again, I don't have a proper theory behind it. I have. I have a proper theory. I, I was hoping that. Let's <laughs> add to this first and then let's see. I was thinking maybe it's because one of my uh, values, which I really try to, I don't not try to, but I'm really following kind of, mm. is like self-optimization and efficiency. You know, I want, I want comfort in my life. And I think if I uh, make things better, things go smoother. Mm. You know, I mean, it has less resistance in general if I optimize everything, kind of. It Generally sense. sounds great, yeah. right? I mean, uh, making your life smooth, who doesn't want it? Yeah. But uh, because yesterday we talked about yeah, it, yeah. that it is maybe sometimes too much. And yeah, yeah, maybe right, it's yeah. powered by your ability. You know, it's coming from a good place, basically. Mm. You know having this ability to uh, create a change. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this contributes in this in this sense, to, in this way, uh, to a certain extent as well. I mean, but I want to hear Masha's story. I mean, I, I would actually ask a question right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, does a resistance towards change, can a resistance towards change be also a good thing? Okay, so, okay. and why why am I asking this question? I will give the theoretical understanding of okay. what we were talking about. The change for me, it's something that is connected with very holistic way of seeing me. So I have to first create a new identity mm-hmm. of a person, of a Masha who is changing something. Mm. And this I'm talking about all levels, like behavioral, emotional, thoughts, processes, relationships, right? So, and that requires a lot of processes. So the change would not happen only on behavior level. I won't just implement a small thing and say like, okay, I'm quit smoking, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because in, on a material level, the quit smoking is very easy. You just don't light another cigarette anymore, right? But like for me, this comes in a very holistic way. Mm. I have to first understand why I'm smoking till now, why mm. the old Masha identity needs all this smoking thing and then see really like okay i don't need this anymore and create a new non-smoker version 
but on an emotional thinking behavior like um, mm-hmm. and relationship level as well so in the yeah. sense of like if i go to work and other other people are smoking yeah. how with this new marshall react yeah. right yeah. so there is a lot of processes as you said like you know planning and all yeah. this kind of stuff but for you it's not like this you're yeah. not really like you're leo in all the situation it's unchangeable right you are this subject who is trying new things who are optimizing and you're just focusing on a behavior or on an emotion or on 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 mm. one very particular small fragment that you are changing right now it's it it will influence the bigger picture yeah. right mm. but this is not your focus when mm. you're implementing mm. the change for you the only focus right now is to fix the handle right no it's it's actually, it's actually more for example smoking i was thinking you know it's not just It's in holistic ways like my health, right? By my med- mm-hmm. my my whole health, it's affecting it, right? It's not just money, you stink, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. It's yeah. way more. So this reason is already enough for me. Like okay, but that's the focus. That's what I think she means, right? Exactly. Like you have this but focus, this one focus, yeah. and then it's not changing from one to another. But I wanted to add, like, okay, why does it start? I was, <clears throat> I think we talked about in the past. For me. This change can happen at the same time as exactly. I think yeah. about stuff, you know. Exactly. So mm. I don't need to mm. decide. Oh, I need this, and I have a new picture of her, and then change. Yeah. I change. I know it's already bad. Mm. So it's not a question already mm. anymore. Mm. It's bad. Mm. And then I'm like, okay, why did I start? And then I still reflect. So, so mm. what is the difference between you and me? Is that I have to first create identity, yeah, um, and then change the um, change the behavior, yeah. right? you change the behavior and this is changing your identity yeah. on the process yeah. mm-hmm. and I, i think this is brilliant and i know that i'm mm-hmm. trying to implement this in my mind and i know that uh, the, my previous pattern of a change is not optimal i mm-hmm. i want to get rid of it i also want to be more fluid about that change process of change can um influence me because as you said and this really like a lot of times resonates with me It's like I can sit in my living room or in my bedroom and imagine how this change will influence me, mm-hmm. but I cannot know it until I experience it. Mm-hmm. And through the experience, you get new information, you get new input, and you can then envision different change. Yeah. And you are way more open to, you know, it comes as it comes, right? I will try it. If not, then mm-hmm. I go to mm-hmm. something new or to the mm-hmm. old one. You didn't need to prepare the scenarios. Yeah, and I think maybe also using uh, the method of change of creating the identity first in itself is a form of resistance. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. But then on the other hand, I think it's very very re- relevant that I was asking these questions three five years ago. Mm-hmm. What do I want? Mm-hmm. Who I want to be? I still don't know it. You know, like I'm still learning. I'm still cataloging. Right, mm-hmm. and this is what I learned through that thingy. That just try it out and see, you know, if in, in the sense that I can just sh- window shop. Mm-hmm. I don't need to commit to a change yet, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I can just, you know, like uh, bite a little bit here yeah. and bite a little bit here, and then see is that something that resonates with mm-hmm. like having a trial that. instead uh, exactly. before really <laughs> uh, before really committing yeah, to change something. Yeah, exactly. But I was thinking, you know, this is a classic position uh, when we talk about change of 
how much to sit down and reflect and how much to stand up and act. Uh. And uh, clearly, you know, you stand up and act mm. and as you're doing it, you reflect. Mm-hmm. And this could be the recipe for a good change. Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we are talking about the change, or at least uh, the way how I am talking about change, mm. is that, you know, I, I have an old pattern and then I have to go into the change and this change has to be optimal. But actually, the process of change is usually that you try something, you fail, you try another thing, you fail, you try another thing, you fail. But all these failures are actually successes as well because you learn something from this. You learn that this is not working or that this is not a change that you're looking for or that, you know, the way how to set the healthy boundary or whatever, right? It's still a ch- it changes you even though it's a failure. Unless all the experiences were already you went into all those experiences with the idea that it's gonna lead to a failure and then you don't learn anything mm. yeah I, obviously it's very very important what you do afterwards if the failure was anticipated uh, then i don't think because then you're just uh, repeating it yeah then it's not progress mm. but i think repetition is also a good thing you know, we like the, the way how Frank said it, yeah. right? You repeat until you work through it. Mm. You know, like I, I believe, I and, the, and this and is. And you just need more repetitions to work it through. Exactly. Right. In the sense, like, okay, so you repeat the same experience again, even though you know that it was not working before, but it's it's not a circular more motion, it's a spiral motion. So every time you're repeating the same thing, you're not repeating the same, same thing. You're stuck, but it goes maybe up. Exactly. Right? You're maybe stuck on one mm. point mm. in a 2D yeah. level, but yeah. you are raising, right, yeah, yeah. rising up, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you see what I mean? Like if we are looking at the change as something that is a little bit more fluid and that it's okay that you fuck up or it's mm. okay that you are just exploring things or that it's okay that you don't know all the answers or you know that you don't need to be prepared for this mm. change but that you just have to trust somehow that your um, ability to adapt will always be there that's a very good point in terms of starting the whole talk with resistance to change and then the resources to change that that is a very important resource to know that you are going to be okay uh, even if the change happens and I think that can also help one deal with uh, the resistance as well. Listeners won't know, but we just pause this, uh, I guess, for a second. Uh, I mentioned something to Marsha that maybe sometimes she should, after an explanation, give us some more time so we can, you know, think about it and have an answer. But uh, instead, she was trying to explain in a different way. So there was no time and no pause in between and no space actually just to answer to her thoughts. And I, I think it yeah. comes... We even have thoughts. Yeah, we have thoughts. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. I think my problem, a problem, or the thing that we are addressing here is this perfectionist um, mm. thing that I have, right? So I say it in one way, and then I have the idea how I can say it even better. Mm. And then mm. I just keep repeating the same thing differently, right? So that I have to just chill a little bit and be mm. okay with things then, not being perfect. And then I, I think I said that, you know, for me, I also see it as an insecurity in your trust in your expression, you know, that you're not sure that the first time that you did was good enough and that's why you Mm. have the need to repeat it again. 
But I think why this is a topic right now, because mm. we have to connect somehow, because it was a topic about change, right? Yeah. And now I mentioned this, you said something about change, we stopped it, so we can record it, but you think you started something that... I, I think what you are um, suggesting here is that if you are telling me what disturbs you, mm -hmm. if you are expressing, you know, like, Masha, you're not giving me enough space, I just need a little bit, like, I'm working through the topic, mm. and I just need, like, a couple of... Uh, seconds of silence so that I collect my thoughts and that I can reply to what you're saying mm -hmm. to me and if I don't have this information then I cannot give you this space right mm -hmm. so but if you are telling me if you give me this feedback then I can implement the change yeah. in the sense I, you're giving me the choice to decide if I want to mm -hmm. change my behavior or not you know I, I find it very amusing actually how in the podcast of a change the whole you know, it came in such a practical sense that we wanted a change. Yeah, right, yeah. And yeah. now we are actually re, not re, but we are living through the process of a change. Focused a bit more on you, Masha, because, you know, we are expecting a change from you. Mm -hmm. Now I'm curious how this is going on in your head. Like, what is the process that is mm -hmm. that you're thinking about right now? How do you change, for example, right now? It is different. I'm talking more. Lee was talking more. It already has changed a little bit. So... You're clearly succeeding in this change, and I wonder what's going on through your mind. I'm actually really appreciating that we have the friendship that we are having, that we created this safe space mm. that we can, you know, say things without having this feeling like, oh, but Masha can be hurt if she, mm. I say mm. that she does something wrong, right? I'm just appreciating that I have these relationships in my life because a lot of people don't have, mm -hmm. you know, and they, yeah. they, they cannot change anything because they're constantly protecting each other mm. from oh i don't mm. i don't want to mm. say this mm. because i don't want to hurt yeah but yeah. you didn't hurt me right yeah. now you just yeah. gave me the possibility to improve something mm. and improve our relationship as well yeah mm. so thank you yeah. <laughs> thank you too yeah i agree yeah. i think yeah. it's something uh, we should we should um, it would be nicer the world itself is these connections are more mm. um, more present in a uh, majority of people's relations. Uh, Alright guys, thanks for tuning in and uh, looking forward to you listening to us in the next episode. See you, bye! Bye! bye.